Nintendo Main, episode 24. We are your hosts, Trey Johnson and... Hey, how's it going? It's Jeremy McCaskill. It's episode 24. This is when we, uh... Well, we can't, we can't do, we can't do any Kiefer Sutherland games, like, for, for our 24 episode. I don't think he was in anything that I know of. if he of. was, it was, you know, as a character in the background or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was a Lost Boys 8-bit game for NES. It's too bad. The bridge scene would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. We could cast for, like, 24 hours straight, I'm sure people would listen to that right there you go you can have a 24-hour marathon of nintendo mains game pods well this is our big 24 i mean we're i think we were at 24 hours like i looked at our time like our full time on 23 and we went past 24 hours like a few few episodes ago i think like by 20 we were at like 24 hours wow but maybe 20 or 21 something like that but yeah we got a whole day so yay anyway so if you have a long drive <laughs> and you just want to drive straight through and listen to the to listen to us talk the whole time. Yeah. If you're driving from uh, one side of America to the other side, the top, yeah. the top, the top to the bottom, then yeah, you got it all. The tip of Florida. Yeah. So what's uh, what's the week been like game wise? What you been playing? Well, I've been trying to study up for the episode, so That's... I've been playing a lot of a lot of Wario. Sorry, spoiler. I guess it's probably in the title. Yeah, it's in the title. Aside from okay. that, aside from topic of the week, have you played anything else? I guess. I mean, I played a little bit of uh, Affordable Space Adventures, but yeah, mostly I've just been playing. I just got hooked back on these games. Oh week. sure, yeah. I beat Dragon Quest One, Dragon Quest slash Warrior. I beat that. Oh wow! On NES. Yes, it's not that long of a game. You could actually, if you're really good at it, you could beat it in one sitting. It'd be a long sitting, oh. but you could probably do it if you're if you're good enough at it. It's not. How it's do you not, feel about the story? I mean, it's 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 there's not. I mean, it's an old game. There's not really much of a story in there. I just like I just like its simplicity, I guess. And I like the it's get, it's like the first RPG, the first console RPG, pretty much. I would say. Is there like a credit sequence at the end? Yeah, apparently Satoru Iwata worked on that game as well but i don't didn't see his name in the credits but apparently he did according to retronauts they said that he that he had some work in uh, dragon warrior as well because oh, i had a dragon yeah because i had a dragon quest episode that i listened to parts of but yeah it's cool and i tried i tried playing some of i'm, I'm kind of at a dilemma of how to play dragon quest 2 because um there's like the best way to play it is uh is on the super famicom version which wasn't released here or translated so i don't know i'm kind of torn like if i wanted to play that i'd have to get an illegal rom version right which, one that's been translated by a fan yeah and there's and i could get there's dragon warrior 2 on nes and there's also a game boy color remake of it that was released and they're both kind of pricey oh that's so, so i don't know i'm kind of torn as to how to play so it would be that. kind of fun to load up a Game Boy Color game and play all the way through it. Yeah, I've been looking around. I mean, I found one on like eBay for like twenty bucks, but I guess that's not, not bad. that bad. But that's still like kind of kind of high. I don't know. I was hoping to get it for like ten, which I probably won't find. But, but yeah, those Dragon Warriors, like uh, two, three, and four, were all on NES, and uh, I guess they're all pretty limited. Like the first one, like Dragon Warrior One, since like so many of them were, were given out with uh, with Nintendo Power, like there's you know those are still pretty low. But like two, three, and four, nobody really bought those, so those were like limited release and pretty rare so i've seen fours for going quite a bit 
also. But four but four was re released on DS, so whatever. But um but I've still been playing Dragon Quest nine on the DS. Wow, the so side, you're so. really you're really gearing up for a Dragon Quest episode. I just I just like those games and I'm trying to play through all of them. I know it's I know it's a, it's a it would take a long time, but I've had a hard time finding like RPGs that I really like and I and I like these RPGs, so I'm trying to stick with it. Well, you're enjoying it. I mean obviously you enjoyed it enough to play all the way through super old school game it's like probably feels pretty good to cross that off your 25 year bucket list <laughs> what uh dragon quest one dragon dragon yeah. warrior one yeah i uh, i uh yeah i still i don't think i could have got into it as a kid but if i would have but if i would have played dragon dragon warrior 2 i think i would have liked that one because they fix a lot of stuff that's wrong with one and two like they make it a little bit more approachable i think like a little, oh, okay. a, little bit e- a little bit easier to get into and like there's some stuff where you're like i wish this was in here that's in that's in dragon warrior 2 that isn't in one so i don't know if i would have gotten us gotten the sequel i think i would have liked it if i would have played it but i didn't did you say the nes version is also costly on ebay yes yeah, i found it for like 30 bucks and up for the nes version that would so be the, the harder battery. one to get. It has to have a battery. Yeah, and that's kind of questionable too. There's some that I found some that are selling for like fifteen with with no batteries, with with the dead batteries, which is like why you know. I don't think it's that hard to replace those batteries. I, I, I opened you, up a Nintendo game. It's pretty easy. There's only one screw, actually. I think. Yeah, just the one in the back. I don't know. I'm I'm debating it. You know, we'll we'll see. I'd like. I should have just like when I was at that game convention. I should have just bought. They had a, they had the Dragon Quest games on Super Famicom. Them there. I could have just bought them for like ten bucks. I'm trying to figure out how you played it. The way your living room set up. Did you have the Nintendo just like plugged in and the cords stretching all the way across the room and then no, I played controller it in, stretching. It no, I played it in my room. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Now. Yeah, I played it in my room on the on the on the twenty inch, thirty inch whatever i have in there i played it on that so like in bed so so the cord was stretched pretty easy how did it feel holding that super angular controller in your hand for all that time oh it's fine i, I kind of i liked it i like playing nintendo again or playing the nes again i wish that the if the other dragon warriors were cheaper i'd get them get them quicker while we're talking about the nes thing um you had actually sent me a link to an article that was a little strange but yeah from gq believe it or not <laughs> had oh some, it's from gentleman's yeah. quarter yeah, i think well, so anyway, yeah uh, well, anyway, um, essentially, I know you know this already, but they don't. Um, it says to take your Nintendo apart, and then you get underneath the cartridge release tray, and you find the 18-pin uh, connector, and then you kind of like, it's really on there. It's kind of hard to get off the board. I, I was really scared that I was going to break it, but oh, sure. it came off. It came right off, and uh, I tried it. I boiled it. It didn't work, but the okay, so I, I have two NESs. Did the pins straighten, though? I mean, they're supposed to like straighten from being boiled. I mean, that's, well, that's the, the explanation that, behind it. Okay, so maybe I should have told it chronologically. So I opened up the first NES. I picked one of the two. It's my one that has a Powerpuff Girls sticker on it for some reason. Anyway, I opened up Powerpuff, and uh, the inside is, like, rusted out. Yikes. It was it was sad, man. It was sad. I was, I was trying to convince myself it was just some gunk I could wipe off. You know, I'm like, oh, there's some kind of gunk all over it. Like, I wouldn't admit to myself that it was rusty. But, yeah, it was, like, it was definitely, like, rust. Some kind of liquid was spilled in there, most likely when I lived with roommates. And oh, yeah. people would come over and play the play the games all the time. And, I mean, whatever accidents happen. But sure. it, it's also possible, like, a cat or a dog peed on it. It didn't smell like that. <laughs> whatever happened to it, it was definitely liquid damage. And I couldn't get the – there's, like, a heat sink in it. I like a big – I mean, the inside of it, the Nintendo, is pretty interesting. So I guess, if nothing else, I learned a little bit about the inside of a Nintendo. 
but I put it, I, I was able to put it back together. The one that wasn't rusted out. Yeah, it's doing the same exact thing it did before. The screen's green. One thing I really want to try is to plug it into a CRT, just because I have this feeling in my head that maybe it's something to do with the connection itself or that port. But both of the NESs give the exact same green screen. Do you so. what? Oh, you mean the like the AV out or like the or like a co- or like the coax? I've been using the AV out. Yeah, I don't have an a uh, what are those called R- RF switch? The the coax the coax cable? Yeah, that thing. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't have that. So yeah, that's a thing. So yeah. I've been looking into buying NESs and debating whether or not it's worth it to just buy one of the portables that you can plug into the TV. Like that might be kind of a fun thing to do since I need to buy one anyway. What do What do you mean? A portable that you yeah like the ones that you put the full size cartridges in and it's got a screen on it oh 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 okay you mean like the you mean like the Superboy but the NES right, right? it's an unlicensed thing yeah I've, I've I thought about getting the Superboy one for a while that's like the Super right. Nintendo but it's like a it's like a handheld but it, you can plug it into a TV also yeah. like that right yeah exactly I'm I'm considering getting one of those how much do those uh, sell for probably like eighty bucks right that's like what yeah. the Superboy is uh, it's right around that and getting a, a Nintendo I was surprised that they're as expensive as they are because there should be a ton of them out there. But maybe people are having the problems I'm having where their Nintendos are dying. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like a minimum fifty bucks to get a used NES on the internet. So I imagine it's even more at game shops. Yeah, I mean it is like, and I mean it is like a thirty thirty year old thirty plus year system. It is. So you would expect that it's get. I mean I don't know. It kind of goes. It seems to go in waves. Like I feel like the NES was cool for a while and then this and then the super nintendo is cool right now maybe or no the 64 is cool now i think yeah seems to be seems to be go by going by like generations quickly i guess or maybe it'll come back around to nes i don't know either way though i really want to fire up some of my old games especially dino wars dino wars yeah you haven't talked about that game in a while it's probably been like 13 episodes since dino wars has been mentioned on this on this thing i'm just saving up my material for the dino wars episode maybe like 20 episodes i think dino wars might have been like episode three even going back that far but uh we could do do an episode that's like about three or four games maybe and that one could be in there because it's really not it doesn't have a whole lot of (laughs) games that are yeah dino wars um yeah what uh, <laughs> the um, what was I thinking? Oh yeah, before I forget, there's another another thing, cool thing that Japan got that we didn't get. We could do like a whole segment on that every every episode. But um, speaking of the Dragon Quest stuff, there was a Dragon Quest 25th anniversary disc that was released in J- in Japan for Wii, which has uh, which has like all three of the uh, three of the NES games and the and the two Super Nintendo remakes of those games on them. Which is pretty awesome. Too bad they didn't they didn't translate that and release it here. I mean, it's this it's, was on the original Wii. Yeah, on the Wii. And in, in, in Japan, there's a tw- there's a Dragon Quest 25th anniversary disc that you could get, like somewhat similar to like the Mario and the Kirby one, except like oh, okay. much more extensive, and it has five games on it. Tec- well, but six, two of them are remakes. Six technically. Well, it's yeah, it's three and three. So there's so there's Dragon Quest one, two, and three. The NES versions are on there, and then there's Dragon Quest Dragon Quest one and two, the remake on Super Nintendo. And Dragon Quest Three, the remake on Super Nintendo, were all on there. So, so it's like the, it's three, it's six games technically, but from five cartridges because the remake of Dragon Quest One and Two were in, on one cartridge for okay. for Super for Super Famicom. But yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rad. I didn't I didn't know about it until recently, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I guess Dragon Quest like never really took never really took off here. So they you know they did, it, it's not as as accessible as Final Fantasy, you know, where you can get like all the Final Fantasies in some form on some system. You can't really do that 
with these. I mean, there's some mobile versions of it, but they're really they, they don't look very good. So, yeah, I don't know. they control weird. And and it's mobile. Like, who wants to play an RPG on a mobile on a, on a phone? Anyway, I don't. You know, yeah. I want to play it on a TV with a controller. I tried playing <laughs> not uh, on a phone. I tried playing Chrono Trigger on iPhone, and it's yeah, I'm sure that was know. awful. It's just too. not as fun. There's a certain yeah. rhythm to hit it, the way you hit the buttons during battle that you completely lose. Oh, sure. When you're touching it, touching menus. Yeah, it's weird. I I'd, yeah, I, I can. I couldn't bring myself to play Chrono Trigger on the phone. And it's and it like doesn't 10, look that great either. It's like ten bucks too, right? At least. Yeah, I think I got it on sale for like half price. That's why I bought it. Oh sure, yeah. Those I think those Dragon Quest games are about that too. They're like ten, twenty bucks. It's like, it's like I can't bring myself to pay twenty dollars for like a, a mobile game. I mean, understand it's like a long game, but I just don't want to play it on my phone for that long. You know, yeah. rather, rather just yeah. I, read this I like art. the dedicated portable console. I, th- I hope that stays a thing. Yeah, totally. Me too. I mean, I think it will, right? Hopefully. I don't know. Um, I, I read a thing about... Remember when mobile, when mobile gaming like first started? You know, like when it was still flip phones and stuff like that? I remember reading an article of a guy playing uh, Street Fighter 2 on... Uh, and it was actually like legitimate Capcom version of Street Fighter 2 that you could buy for a flip phone. And he said he, he said it felt like uh, felt like playing a game like with all your fingers tied together, <laughs> and, right? You know, and and this, and somebody had like wiped their sweat all over the TV screen. <laughs> so he is how he described uh, playing a mobile game, and that's what I always that's what I think of when I think of uh, mobile. What games. was that system that Nokia made? The Engage. The Engage, yeah. That's what it kind of reminds me of when you said that 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 failed console. Yeah, the Engage, the phone slash. It had like a million buttons. Which on coincidentally, it. Like you try to hit like one button, you hit ten. Yeah, it's John Luke Picard's favorite system. <laughs> not really. <laughs> does, does Picard actually play games? Probably not. Anyway, do you want to move on to our news then? From there, yeah, news time. All right. So like some shit. So some shit happened this week. First off, did you see the Pokemon trailer? The new Pokemon Sun Moon trailer. I did. The uh, who's your who's your vote for the starter? Have you are you planning on getting Sun and Moon? I don't. I don't know if you will or not. But yeah, just I looking would, at the starters, you're still kind of thinking of using one. I'm sure. I, I want to get the one that everybody hates. The seal. The seal dog. Seal with one arm, one leg, or something. The what? He looks kind of like a seal with one leg. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's like a dog seal thing. Yeah. There's there's yeah. The, there's three of them. Like I, I want the owl because the owl looks like awesome. Like the owl with the bow tie, which I what saw. As, it's a Rowlet. Rowlet is the owl with the bow tie. It's a grass looks type. Like, <laughs> looks like what? Kind of looks like a like a swimsuit top or a bra too. Oh yeah, yeah. It said like either way, like male. It's a bow tie. Girl, it's a bra. Whatever. Oh, okay. But um, that's well. That's what the fans say. That's not what Pokemon Company actually said. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's Rowlet. I saw I saw a meme that showed a that showed like showed like final ev- evolution of of of, of Rowlet and its blathers from Animal Crossing because they're both owls with bow ties. So that'd be cool. Oh yeah, that makes sense. where it evolves into that. But I don't think that's gonna happen. There's the uh, Litten is the kitten, the cat, the fire cat. I take it that's a portmanteau of Little and Kitten. Yeah, I think. Or well, is I it Litten like lighting fire? I think it's Litten like like lighting fires. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I think that's the idea. But yeah, it's like a red and black right. looking cat thing. I don't know. It's okay. And there's Poplio is the uh, is the seal is the dog seal, yeah. which looks kind of deformed, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe he's like uh, maybe he's like Dory or Nemo or whatever. Though, and he has like one fin. You know, that's why he only has one arm. Well, Snivy looked like really that, weird. Uh, or that snake thing and that drives around the apple from the kids' books. You know what I'm talking about? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the snake thing that drives around in an apple from kids' books. All right. Well, whatever. That's what that kind of reminded me of. But yeah, I think <laughs> I'm sure I've always true. favored the water type, so that's another reason why I like Poplio, I guess. 
Oh sure. Well, uh, I don't know. I forget what I forget what I got for the last game for for what I got for X. What I got? What I got for? Uh, or no? Yeah, I forget which type I got for X. I normally just get whatever's coolest looking. It's I think. Popleo in this case. It, <laughs> it's, it's the owl, dude. The owl looks awesome. Ooh. I like I, Rowlet. The owl looks awesome. I know. I was just making an owl joke. Oh yeah, yeah. I do. I really like that bat moon thing though from the moon version i'm definitely getting the moon version because there's like the lion there's like the lion the sun-faced lion and there's the and there's the bat there's like the the moon bat looks way looks super cool oh, okay is that a starter also or is that just uh unique no, no. to that game no that's the uh, that's a legendary that you get at the end okay you know, like every like every pokemon has like i think since was it since like ruby and sapphire they started doing it where there's different legendaries at the end I think, oh, okay. like, depending on which version you get. Because Red and Blue both have Mew- have Mewtwo. That's, like, the legendary that you get at the end. And then it's, uh, I think, well, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know what Gold and Silver was, if that had two different ones. But I think it was Ruby and Sapphire when they first started doing it, where you got different, you got a different guy, depending on which version you got. Like, as your, like, you know, final one that you get after you beat the game. But, um, but yeah, that's the, uh, yeah, it's either the sun one is the, is the lion and the moon is the, is the bat. But the bat looks really cool, so. And the lion's just like a lion with its sun mane. It's kind of strange. You I, know, uh, they, as much complaining as there is about the Wii U and lack of games, like and it amounts of like first party stuff appearing at least once, which we're not getting with Zelda on the Wii U, but or not, you know what I mean? Not a unique game, but uh, well, it's still yeah, a, po- unique. Pokemon? It's just getting on other systems. Pokemon's got all, or yeah, there's been so much Pokemon on 3DS. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, there's only been like two. I guess for 3DS. The last ones are remakes, but they were like full fleshed from the ground up. Well, it was. I'm just saying, like before Sun and Moon, it's just been it's just been X and Y and uh, Alpha Sapphire remake are the the only ones for 3ds that are like full on Pokemon games. So this would be the third iteration so far. But yeah, and that, that's uh, another piece of news was the drop in the 2ds price. They officially Nintendo's officially dropped the price of a new 2ds. Uh, I think twenty bucks. I think it's eighty. Is it? Uh, I know you I can get. I know you can get like a like a a, re, a refurbished one for like 60 bucks already so that must make the refurbished one like 40 now or something right that would be cool they really, do want- you, you want one just as a souvenir not to play it i mean that thing looks like a looks like a toy looks like a baby no toy. i just I, I definitely collect handhelds yeah i thought about it's, I, it's a handheld i have to collect it yeah it says it's been dropped down to 80 yeah i thought about i thought about buying one for jess but she didn't she didn't want it <laughs> she, she didn't she didn't want the she's like i don't want that thing it's ugly but uh yeah it, it does it does look it looks weird and it's like super clunky and i don't know it'd be kind of interesting to look at one but i don't want to buy it buy one just to look at it you know but i guess when they go down to like ten dollars maybe <laughs> once once they <laughs> well, get the there. hope is that yeah the hope is that a second hand one will just be super cheap especially if it's maybe in kind of bad shape or or maybe needs some kind of repair done to it or something i can get one super cheap did you watch uh did you watch both of the trailers for pokemon what really quick before we go on to the next thing did you watch the japanese trailer for it because it's pretty it's pretty awesome i did not i only watched the one for us westerners Oh, I like the, the, the Japanese trailer reminded me of being a little nerdy kid that had no friends, because that's what it's about. <laughs> that's about this, friends. Well, it's about this kid. He, like, moves to Japan, I guess, for the first time, and or he moves to a new school. He doesn't have any friends, and he play, and he's playing, like, uh, Red and Blue on 3DS, like, the re-release. And then he, uh, you know, he and then later he his mom takes him to get the new Pokemon, and he finds out that these other kids in his class like Pokemon, so he makes friends with them, because they both like Pokemon. I thought it was kind of cute, but it's all, like, li- it's, like, more, like, live action stuff and they show a little bit of the game at the end it's all about a sad little japanese boy oh who's not sad at the end so it's a good story yeah well he finds friends through pokemon so that was i guess that's the 
idea of it, but I thought it was I thought it was pretty cute. There's uh I'm sure uh I don't know um I don't I don't know if you saw it or not, but there's a uh, they finally have Nintendo skins for Minecraft for the Wii U Minecraft. Yeah. So, so that's for free too. I saw that. And I think that I on the PC version I had some well at least just a skin for Steve of uh Mario, but no, it looks cool. There's the, all the enemies are reskinned to look like Mario characters, sort of. And the, uh, there's like some custom levels, or you know, there's a custom level that's built around the Mario universe. Yeah, there's like there's art from uh, Mario Sunshine. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't really looked into it in too much detail. I just the saw sun that it was is the out. the sun in the game is the sun from Mario Sunshine. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, cool. Does it get, like, brighter the more you collect? or It's like Super Mario Sunshine. And then you have to wear sunglasses eventually. Yeah. There's a game we could do an episode about, Super Mario Sunshine. Man, I want to play that. We both got that at the same time. And how, like, how annoying those blue coins were. I never fully beat it because of the stupid blue coins. Yep. I never beat it because of the stupid blue coins myself. Well, I beat it, but I didn't fully beat it. Sure. I saw saw there was a quote from EA also saying that, uh, that they will make games for NX if it makes sense to the company, whatever that means. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, right. Basically saying, like, you know, we'll make for it if it's successful or whatever. I've, I've seen a lot of positive reaction to the whole rumor about cartridges, too, which I was surprising, which I was surprised about. Like, I've read a lot of articles about people saying that they that they feel like that's a good move and that it should be it's something that should be done, which is weird. Like, I didn't expect that to happen. I figured people being like, fuck cartridges, CDs, you know, or whatever, or DVDs, I guess. It would be very surreal if that happened, but I think... Because I mean, well, it would possible. be... Yeah, they were talking about, like, more durability, you know? Like, it's, yeah, hard, to break, it's hard to break a cartridge, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, the less loading times, and you don't have to install. Because, like, the way games... The way systems are set up right now, systems are actually faster than, than Blu-rays are. So you have to, so you have to like, install information from the blu-rays for however much gigs on your system and because because if it tried to load it from the from the disc it wouldn't be it wouldn't be quick enough so uh so cartridges would kind of would kind of solve that problem where you don't have to install from the cartridge so there's an interesting interesting thought and it also opens up possibilities like we had with super nintendo where they could conceivably put upgrades or if nothing else just like add-ons through the cartridge oh yeah through extra chips or whatever i I don't know what they would add but maybe you know some kind of different control interface that would require eh, i don't even know what it would be i guess it's not a handheld if it was a handheld maybe one the on the topic last (laughs) last week we talked about uh the capacity for 3ds games and now they have like eight gigs on them like i read that like even like xenoblade chronicles 3d only takes up like three gigs of that and that's probably like the highest the one that takes up the most information so they haven't fully filled up the eight gigs on those ones so if they're making new ones that have like i don't know whatever 50 gigs terabyte or whatever it's possible i don't know that would be insane if they had terabyte cartridges five years from now that wouldn't seem that won't seem insane, but right now it does. Sure. Well, you know, uh, yeah, like storage storage gets cheaper and cheaper as the years go. So I don't know what they would be shooting for. I don't think it'd be terabyte cartridges, but it might be like a 50 gig card or something like that. I don't know. Depends on what. I, it, I mean, I, this is still total rumor. You don't know this is true. But a part of me would really like it to be actually be true just to see, like, how it would work and whether it would work well, you know? Viva and la it cartridge. Could bring it could really back. cool. And it could be really satisfying to click a cartridge into the game system when you want to play it. I just it, it, If they're like little tiny 3DS ones, so you might lose them. Maybe they should make them bigger. I don't know. In my mind's eye, I see Game Boy Advance games just because that's my favorite of the little cartridges. Oh, sure. I, I saw people online talking about, like, make them look like Super Nintendo games. <laughs> like, well, that's probably not going to happen again. I don't think they're going to look like that. But I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. I'd like to see that. That would be a very, very large... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they're it's not going to make them good. large like that. They've I got an was... actual hard drive inside of them. It's just a hard drive you plug in. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's like the size of hard drives now. It's like yeah, you don't need that. You don't need that big. Did you uh, apparently? Um, did you hear about the hum? The whole there's like a little news around the humble bundle this week. Also, apparently the. Um, the Citizens of Earth game, like this 3DS version, has like a homebrew thing in it, and it might get removed oh, from the eShop. Did you hear about that? Some kind of exploit, right? Yeah. And I guess if you have the browser hacks or Cubic Ninja, it's it would basically become a way to use unsigned code on the 3DS. So oh. it's kind of like, yeah, a way to use like a legal game. So there's a possibility that they may remove it from the shop because i guess there was another game that had that on there that got removed and it's weird because they just gave this out from the humble bundle so it kind of sucked for i don't know i guess if you already downloaded it they can't re- remove it from your system you know you just won't be able to re-download it but i don't know that's that's well, another I, was, thing I was playing music, my so. i was playing my 3ds today and it required a system update oh yeah to go to the eShop. So I did, and I wonder, would this be recent enough that they wouldn't have fixed it in the update, or is that our, is the homebrew thing already like eliminated as a possibility because I downloaded the update? Oh, I don't know. I, I just I just read about it like yesterday, so I figured it was still a thing because I don't think the update changes it at all. I think the game in itself still has that still has that way to to play homebrew games through it. Like the Citizens uh, of Earth does. From what I heard, like if you have that other program or whatever, the browser hacks, like Citizens of Earth, like won't boot up anymore. It'll just go straight to the homebrew stuff. Oh wow! So I don't know. It's some sort of hacking thing, I guess that I, that I don't understand. But from what I read, that's what them one. That's what it makes it look like. And I think they were just talking about. I don't. know, People think they'll just remove it because other games that have that have been removed. But well, I we downloaded got, it on the Wii U anyway. So yeah, <laughs> we got it for the Wii U. But still, for anyone who got it for 3DS, that's kind of. It's kind of weird, you know. That might suck. I just thought it was interesting. There's the uh, also the um, the Infinity Toys are going. Did you see that? They're out the door. Yeah, I guess uh, they said Disney lost like 147 million like, involved moly. involved with that, something like that, or that's involved with the discontinuation of their uh, of the console games. Like they want they want to stop having like their own video game business i guess i guess they had disney had their own specific company that was putting together the infinity stuff and they figured that wasn't what they wanted to do anymore so they're not going to do that but uh, yeah all the toys are going to become collector's items or you know go to clearance whatever from what i read there's going to be like one more there's going to be like a finding dory playset in june and a couple and a couple toys from uh from alice through the looking glass and then that's it wow you know, i I blame all those unsold Kylo Ren toys that they probably lost money off of. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there won't be any episode eight or nine Infinity stuff. I think it was actually when they had uh, Kylo Ren in to do this. The capture for his model. He destroyed a bunch of their like equipment. <laughs> yeah, so they couldn't make any more. Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't look like that. I'm gonna destroy your stuff. Started hacking the consoles <laughs> with the lightsaber. Yeah, not like, not like with a keyboard. Not like putting homebrew on there or anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow, homebrew Sith Lord. I like it. <laughs> yeah, when he's not, he's like all, he's all for the indie gamers. So yeah, you know, what do you, he's still evil. When he's not chopping things up, he's just making you know making <laughs> making indie games accessible for free and on systems. And he's playing them a lot and talking about them on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's the ultimate Sith Lord. It's a, it's a <laughs> YouTube personality, PewDiePie, PewDie Sith. But <laughs> I saw that. Uh, I, I know we talked. Uh, we talked either like last episode or the episode before about when you were playing. Or no, we talked last episode uh, because of uh, Layton. Professor Layton, yeah. the game that you were playing. The uh, Phoenix Wright games are on sale now this week, so that's pretty cool. Oh, cool! What kind of for a week? Is it like a it's 50%? like uh, I think uh, I, the what it's like the Phoenix Wright trilogy is like eighteen dollars. I don't know what that normally sells for. The original DS one, 
on 3DS. But the Dual Destinies, the new one, is only like 14. So I wow. think that's like I think that's like 60% off or something like that. But uh, but yeah, yep. those are those are on sale till the 18th. So it's like a, it's like on sale for the week. So that's pretty rad. Wow, I might actually buy a 3DS game. Which I haven't done in a while. Well, we were talking. We were talking before about how you thinking we're thinking about getting into the Phoenix Wright stuff. So I should mention that it's on sale for a week. So you know, if you're looking to play the old ones or the new one or whatever, they're they're on there. They're on there. Yeah. Did I'll you check say? It out. Do you know? Uh, do you know what's releasing tomorrow? For yeah, the, tomorrow uh, we're getting uh, we're getting uh, Phantom Hourglass for the three Phantom, Oh, Phantom Hourglass. Yeah, for the DS on Wii U, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, not for the 3DS. It's from the DS. Yeah. And it's on the Wii U Virtual Console. Yeah, I've been kind of waiting for that for a while. I'm surprised they took so so long to get to it. But you know, now that everybody's saying they don't have any more games, they gotta we gotta pump out those DS games. I mean, I still own, I still own that game, so I've got both gave, of the the touchscreen ones. Yes. Yeah, I think I think I gave both of them away as Christmas presents, so I don't have mine anymore. Oh, well, but, there um, you go. But, uh, so does that but, just mean the TV is going to be a giant map? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how you play it, I guess. Because I you don't can remember put the, whether or not you could switch the screens. Oh, on the um on the Wii you can like you can put the on the Wii you can put the, the bottom screen on the on the TV. And vice versa. Oh, okay. You can do there's all different sorts of ways you can do it, which I think is cool. Like I like uh like the for like Star Fox, I would play it on the controller, but hold it like you can hold it vertical and so it has both the screens on it. And you can just play it like that and it kinda of feels like you're just holding a two D S sort of, you know, like a clunkier two D S. But I I kinda like doing that. Except it will feel a little strange because if I remember correctly you have to hit a button or you hit something to bring the map down to the touch screen so you can write on it. And that's going to feel weird because, you know, obviously it's a touch screen, but it won't let you write on the map until you switch it down to the bottom part. Oh yeah. Well, that's just, that's just how the game is though, I guess. That game required that you to touch the screen that Link was on. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know you can, I know you can switch, I know you can switch screens like on the Wii U, like you can put the bottom screen on the TV, but I don't know if there's a way that you could put it on the TV and also use the touch screen for the same screen. I don't know if you can do that. I don't do think that. that's possible. But you can't. You write on the map, so when you switch it down to the touch screen, you'd be writing on. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. You can make notes, or you can like do the like the boomerang. I don't know. And it'd, it'd be interesting just to experiment with it. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how it works. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I'll purchase it again or not, but we'll see. Also, I think I'll play through it again. Yeah, I thought I've got good memories of that game. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I played through it. I was on a train somewhere when I when I beat it. I remember that. I mean, I didn't really like the stealth stuff. Which is pretty integral to the game, but I just didn't like the. Oh, it, you can go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that, like, that's when I don't know. That's part of the era, the modern era we're in, where there's like, there's always some kind of like really busy work type of thing in the Zelda games. That seems like it also like kind of just stretches it out more than it needs to be. Oh yeah, yeah, just to add like length to it or whatever. You know, my problem with it was the um, was just how you know how much you had to do the same thing over and over again in the in the in the uh, dungeon. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like the stealth stuff, like you were talking about, where you like do it, you do it one time, then you come back and you do it again, but you go a little bit farther and then you do it again. And it's just, it was just way too repetitive in that way, which I'm not really excited about returning to that again, but maybe. Well, if you remember, there were like little shortcuts you would open. Oh, sure. Eventually. You could skip sections, but yeah, towards the beginning, you're going through the same puzzles. I don't even know if I'd call them puzzles. I guess they're kind of puzzles to get through the, the stealth parts. It's yeah. very, it'd be cool quite stressful sometimes but that's okay i mean it's if a game's stressing you out and you keep playing it then that could, that could be a sign of something and i do i do i do know like it, it has like a, a pretty steady ramp in difficulty as you go through the dungeon so oh yeah and eventually I, you get really strong and you get through those earlier parts really easy 
Oh, sure. And I really like the weapons and how they used them. Like, I like the boomerang, how you could draw, how you could draw on this, you know, draw where it went and all that. And I went and I made it all the way, all the way through and beat the bet and beat the final guy, which was farther than I got in Spirit Tracks. I didn't finish that. So, so no, I, liked, I, I liked it enough to go all the way through. But I would like to, I'm, I'm more, I'm more inclined to get Spirit Tracks just because I didn't finish it than Phantom Hourglass. But I don't know. Also, uh, Super Meat, Super Meat Boy comes out tomorrow also, finally, for Wii oh. U. So I'm super pumped to play that. So I, Man, I'll probably just get that before anything else. That's been around for a while. What is it going to be? Ten bucks? I'd guess it's probably like ten or twelve. I don't know. I didn't see an actual price, but that would be my guess. If it's it like took a really long time for Beat Boy to come. To- yeah, well, it was like it was. What was it? It was Xbox first, right? Wasn't it? And then PS3 came later because Meat Boy was out like when the Wii was out. Like they were trying to get it on Wii yeah. originally, and now it's finally well, I, on I, Wii U. I got it as part of a, a humble bundle, so I've had it on PC for a while, and then it think i might have downloaded it on the 360 or it might have been a free game or something like that yeah because i think it was on xbox live arcade first exclusively and then and then later put on ps3 and it's on ps4 now too so is it just coming to the wii and not it's not coming to the 3ds i think it's just i think it's just coming to wii u from what i've read it may may be coming to 3ds too but i think it's just wii u but i but i've never i've never played it so so i'm i'm pumped to play it it's hard yeah no i understand that it's hard i mean i watched a indie game and all that like i saw the i saw i saw the shit the the, you watched the the pewdiepie the pewdiepie about it no i don't don't watch pewdiepie (laughs) my uh one of my nieces did for a while there and i was just I didn't understand. I don't understand how kids today, uh, I'm sure I mentioned this on another, on another podcast, but I don't understand why kids today just watch, why they w- would rather watch some, some dude online play a game instead of playing the game themselves, you know? Well, that's what the whole, uh, the South Park episode with PewDiePie and it. it's like all about that. Yeah, it's about the death of the living room. Yeah. And like, you know, and all that. Couch which, co-op. That. Well, that's yeah. I like that Nintendo still does that because I feel like they're the only ones that still do. They do. They they still try to keep the couch co-op going. That's their thing. That's always been there. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Have people playing on the same screen so they're still interacting with each other. Oh yeah, or local co-op, as they call it. But I mean, that's just that was just called two-player, like when we were growing up, or, yeah. or, or or whatever. You know, that's just how it was. You just played on the couch before internet and all that. But whatever. I don't know. That was called your little brother is Luigi. Yeah, I always had to be Luigi because I was a little brother. So that's why. I that's why I started like liking Luigi because he was always my character. Anyway, let's take a break before we get to the top. Wario, I'm going the way. <laughs> it's a WarioWare, WarioWare episode this 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 week, which is uh yeah, I love those games. Uh, uh, some I had some I have some really really good multi multiplayer memories from some of those, like like the especially like the GameCube and Wii ones. Like I played both of those a lot when they when they the, came out. Yeah, the Wii one was an incredible multiplayer game at the time. Well, what was so I mean, what I thought was so genius about that game was. It was like, I mean, it came out like probably, you know, a couple months 
into the, like the launch of the Wii, and there were no there were no controllers available anywhere. So they made the I don't know if they did this intentionally, but they made the multiplayer turn based, so you could use one one controller and play it with multiple people. I thought that was genius, you know, because there were no controllers anywhere; they were gone, you know, because it sold so well. You couldn't find a you couldn't find a Wii mode anywhere. So that was I thought that was great. Like they made it, you know, still totally playable. Like you could play with like thirteen people with one with one remote. It's nice. Just pass the remote around. Yeah, you could do that with the Wii Sports games. Well, any of them that were not simultaneous. Yeah, anything that's like everything. Well, I mean, like golf or bowling, which yeah. is what which what we did. You know, we'd pass pass around the controller. Tennis, not so much. Because yeah, those controllers were like really, really, really not available when it, when it, when it came, when everything came out. So I thought that was I don't know if they did that on purpose or you know what they did, but it was it was a good it was a good uh, choice. So how do you how do you want to talk about the about WarioWare? Do you want to like just talk about like the development and then go into like game by game, or how do, how do you want to cover this? I think maybe that's the best way to do it because I mean the games are all unique in their own ways, but they still have they're still very similar. So sure. maybe it'd be nice to know like. Where this all came from? Where's the nebulous cloud okay. that Wario where came from? And <laughs> well, our, our man, uh, our man Yoshio Sakamoto back really? again. Really, Metroid guy? Yeah, he worked on WarioWare. He knew that, right? Holy and Intelligent Systems, right? Intelligent Systems too. Yeah, they were on it as well. Another Super Metroid connect right here. Yeah, no, yeah, Yoshio Sakamoto. He's he's the man. But apparently, um, I don't know. I found a, I found an old uh, an old interview with them. They used to be called the R and R and D one team, which was later turned into the EAD EAD team. I guess the yeah, these are like the top dudes. I think the interview it, it was teams. it was with like it was like the made six of them, and they said there was like normally about twenty people working on the games at all times. But um, they they said it was started. It, it came from a it came from a side game on a sixty four DD game. Did you read wow. that? Yeah, yeah, from, I did uh, read that. Poly, Polygon Studio is what it was. There was a. There were some like side mini games in there that they liked that inspired them to do it. And uh, like like most like most Nintendo games, they started developing the game in secret because they weren't sure if it would get approved or not. And then <laughs> showed it to the guy later, and he's like, "Okay, do it." But that's like Smash Brothers is the same thing. Like Smash Brothers was developed in secret, or it was kind of just like a thing that um that he was doing, right? The Sakurai was doing. It's just as, just as yeah, the fun of it. Passion projects. Yeah, he was just kind of making it on his own, like kind of as a fun thing, like for him to play. And then people got word of it, and we were like, "Oh, we should make that game." Yeah, like this, they're like, "Oh, I want to do this, but let's just let's just not wait for approval. Let's just make it anyway, and then show it to us, show them to them when we have more." So it's a good way to go. And I, and I read some articles myself. I think it, maybe I, get, I surmised this from this article, but uh, it was like, no, no, I think it was from a Nintendo or from an Askawada that I read of uh, WarioWare DIY. But uh, they mentioned that, like, the develop- the people that are making this game, like, they were, you know, usually there would be, like, someone who did all the graphics and someone who did the music. You know, they'd have different people doing things. They divided it up to where people were, you were, like, making a whole game yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody kind of worked on, like, a lot of those mini games Because they said uh, when they were developing it, I guess they would write down the ideas for the games on Post-it notes and stick them on the wall or whatever where, where they were working. And uh, the rest of the people in the company caught word of it. So people who weren't part of the R&D team started making their own games as well and posting them on the wall. This is this is once it was no longer secret, obviously. Yeah, once it was no longer secret. But they said that they, they lost track of like who, which ideas were from the main developers and which ideas were from other people. But yeah, when they, when they did get to actually developing it, there was one person that would develop like each game on their own, like each mini game. So that's why uh, that's why the that's why the art styles like look so different, like from one to another, which I thought was interesting. But I guess it makes sense. Yeah, 
and I like it. I mean, it's I mean they were essentially each because each mini game is a full game in a sense. So it's like these people are busting out a game a day or a game a week or whatever. There, I think in one of those articles they were saying that if you did, if you like were lucky you could get one done in a day. Oh sure, yeah. Well, because then they needed the different levels, and everything had like three levels to it. You know where it would get faster, and some of them had like random things that would happen, like in it. I don't know. All kinds of crazy stuff, man, <laughs> happening in this game. Yeah, I remember. I remember buying when I bought the first one. I was in uh, I was in summer school at Columbia, and, and I was taking and I was taking lighting class. I remember mm-hmm. one of the one of the guys in my class like looking at it, and uh, he described it as Japanese pop art. Or interactive Japanese pop art. And <laughs> I was like, Eddie, I think you're correct. He, the game that he saw was the one where Wario's eating the, eating the giant hot dog. <laughs> you know, with his face and his mouth closing yeah. and all that. And if I remember correctly, uh, WarioWare was, was a, was a, was a, that there was a demo on that, on that demo disc that we got. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you about that. I yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How you did had, that work? You plug your to, Game Boy into the cube? Yeah, you actually had to plug your game Game Boy into the GameCube. But yeah, if you did, you could play it on your Game Boy. And that was how I was like, I was like, oh wow. And I remember getting it and just like being blown away by how weird it was. It was kind of like a really abstract version of like Tetris, sort of like that type of game, like a puzzle game where you like go through and beat your score, you know, more based around that. But just like it was kind of what I always wanted. Like I remember, uh, I remember there was this, there was this thing you could get for Game Boy Advance that like would switch the, that would switch the games. It was like a game holder that you could put on the bottom of it, and you could put like three games in there, and it would switch from one to another for whatever reason. And I was like, man, I wish that would work like a CD player where you could do like, where you do like shuffle. And you play like one level, and then it'll skip to another game. And you play another level, and that's basically what WarioWare was, you know. Especially when it, it came to the, to the Nintendo stuff, it'd be like play one part of a game, go to another thing, play another part of a game. That's why it totally worked for me. I don't know if any research has been done, but I mean, I've been playing through these games, and the quick thinking you have to do, especially if you've never played it before, which I'm only really experiencing with the uh, DS version, but uh, you, you have to do some quick thinking. I think there's got to be some cognitive exercise happening in your brain to first you see the command, and then you like see what's happening, and then you figure out what you have to do. Like, But it all happens in just like very short span of time. Yeah, I kind of like I, I liked that, that aspect of it, where it's basically like, you have like three seconds to figure out what this game is and to complete it, you know. And that was part of the fun of the game was discovering each game. And I guess uh, one of the um, I forget who it was of the main developers. It might have been Goro Abe that said it, but uh, they talked about that's how a lot of the games didn't make didn't make the cut was if they made it too too complicated where you couldn't figure it out in like a second or just from looking at the screen you couldn't figure out what it was. That's why they cut most of most of their ideas. I think they, they also had to cut some ideas that were like too racy also. Oh, well yeah, they said they said that some were too obscene uh, or some were too Japanese that they just wouldn't understand them. That was too cultural, I guess. But apparently yeah. they had like 300 games when they were working on it and, and you know, only like a third of them made it in, made it into the original game, but But I'm but sure yeah. a lot of those assets were used for sequels. Of course, were- uh, yeah, would ex- yeah. That's the way Nintendo works. They always they always like to recycle their ideas into other things. So I'm sure some of those some of those ones at the bottom of the 300 made it into like Game and Wario or something like that. And this was one of the first times where like a portable game was ported to a console in the same generation, like to a more powerful console when they did the GameCube version. Yeah, see, was, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess ru- uh, they rushed it. It was rushed. Yeah, they did it in like six months. I'm not months. saying in a bad way. That's right. probably why I'm they didn't re. Made- yeah, that's probably why they didn't remake the games. Because uh, yeah, I, I honestly never really considered it a port. Like a, I mean, or a, a remake. Like a lot of people said that it was, but I considered it to be a different game because it had so much more multiplayer stuff in it. But um, from from what from what I read of the developers, they said that they kept the games the same. You know, 
just so people, because people were already familiar with it and they wanted to focus on more of the multiplier aspects of the GameCube version. So you don't have to relearn it again, you know. And I remember having a lot of fun with those, especially the one with the turtle balancing game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that was so much fun. Like I played, I played that one a lot. There was another weird one where you would like answer questions. Like I don't remember all of the. Uh, yeah, it was one that one that had like a trivia thing, or you're supposed to do, you like do stuff outside of the controller and all that. There was some pretty bizarre, uh, pretty bizarre multiplayer stuff. I haven't played that one in a while, but the one I remember more than anything is the turtle thing. But uh, but yeah, that game that game was really fun. They actually they had one of those on a on a on a TV at the at the video game thing I went to. So people were playing that still, the GameCube one. But yeah, they rushed it. It it, it came it came together in like six months, I think. I think the yeah. I mean I wrote I wrote down all of the uh, release dates for when we It was a it was a WADA that was like you have to make this within six months. I think he's the guy that made that call. Yeah. I mean well they were they released like they released like almost a year apart from each other though. I mean the the American versions did. Because the because the Game Boy one came out in, in May and the and the when the GameCube one came out in April of the next year. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I also saw in the Iwata ask Iwata essentially said like maybe it wasn't him maybe it was another developer but they were saying they were defending having the same games in it because they wanted to fo- like you were saying they wanted to focus on the multiplayer elements so you, they didn't want you to have to learn all new games. Oh, they sure. want you to be able yeah. to jump right into the multiplayer. Yeah. So it was more more based on like how you how you won like outside of the regular games, which which was really fun. Like even people, and the GameCube one was fun because I could play it with people who didn't have Game Boys that didn't normally play WarioWare, so they could actually experience it and see how weird it was and all that. So I had a lot of fun with that. I, I think it might have been a cheap game too. I think it might have been a thirty dollar game. Yeah, it was discounted. It was less. I remember. I remember. I think I got hassled for buying that game from GameStop actually because guys at GameStop are assholes. But uh. Some guy was like, some guy was like, why do you, is like, what's, is like, what's up with that game? I don't get it. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. It's fun and it's weird. It's like, uh, you know, it's quirky. It had these really cool, like, weird intros, too. I remember that. One of my favorite ones is like when the old, when the old Chinese man, like, or the old Japanese man, like, walks over the bridge and he looks into the water and the eels, like, or not the eels or tadpoles or whatever, like, swim up and become his, like, eyebrows and his mustache. Just weird <laughs> shit like that. It's just I just loved it. Or like they, a little. They, they just got to do whatever they wanted. That's the that's what's so fun about it because like it's such small bursts and it's it's a total package of a lot of random things. So you know there is a lot less. I guess a lot less or lower standards. I don't know if I'm phrasing oh, yeah. that correctly. You know what I mean? More more ideas were allowed to pop yeah. in for just a second. Sure. And I guess that's a uh, one of the I wrote it down. There was a quote from one of the guys about why they used um, why they ended up using Wario. I guess that was because of that because they thought it was such a ridiculous idea. Yeah, Yoshio Sakamoto, Sakamoto said uh, they asked him like why he, why what he chose the characters for the game, and he's like, well, Wario is always doing stupid. Oh, he's always doing stupid things and is really idiotic. So we thought him and the rest of the characters would be would be the best for the game. So I guess that's kind of they were looking for at the front, you know, at the beginning was they knew it was kind of weird, and that was like. And we mentioned it last week, but yeah, that's kind of like what the basis story for all of these have been. It's like Wario gets an idea about how to make a cheap game that he thinks he'll make a lot of money yeah. off of. And that's why they come, out with, come out with these weird micro games. Which is awesome in a way because it's, what do they say, that's so meta. Like it's very meta, like it's self-aware. The game is self-aware. Oh yeah, it's like shovelware it's, kind it's, of, but good, you know. Yeah, and the game's self-aware in the sense that, yeah, yeah, it's like, it probably was cheap to make that game. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, because it it's not really involving... 
you know, you know, big graphics or whatever. It's just mostly kind of a cheap looking art style or whatever, but incredibly addictive and incredibly fun and totally fresh and new. And you don't know what you're going to see next. And I, I laugh. I, I still laugh when I play these games. Well, yeah. When, when it, I, <laughs> I have to shake a dog's hand for a mini yeah. game, you know. Well, it does like all, it has those weird, like, yeah, where like the, you miss the dog's hand, the dog's like, Rrr. or like, <laughs> or where you like tap the cat on the head or whatever. You know, it's just all of this just so bizarre and weird and great. I really like the, uh, the, there's one in Twisted where you have to make up with Mario. You have to like give him a high five, but he'll like move his hand and you have to, if you miss his hand, like, <laughs> like you don't make, you know, yeah. Like you, you ruin your chance to, to, to make peace with Mario. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember like, uh, I mean, speaking of like bizarre stuff, I mean, we'll get, you know, we'll, we'll go through all of them, but, uh, I mean, the game has a, there, there was like a boss mode in the, in the Wii one where you smack your ass with the Wii remote. I mean, there are not too many games where you do that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. That was uh, uh that was like my favorite one. We'll we'll get we'll get into it in detail when we get to that. But right. um I think we covered enough on development for now, right? Do you want to just jump into the games? To the Yeah, let's jump into them. I mean, right. this is yeah. Let's do it. So WarioWare Game Boy Advance one came out uh, May May 26, 2003, which I mentioned earlier. Um do you remember like your first impressions of that game? When that when that game came out, well, my first impressions were from the demo disc. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I was actually racking my brain about it before you reminded me a few minutes ago about it. I was like, I feel like I played like a truncated version of it first, but it was enough to make me want the game. Oh, sure. And I think I, I remember telling you, cause I think I got it before you did, but I remember telling you about the Nintendo stuff that was on there and you being really psyched about that. Yeah. I think that had a lot to do with why I purchased the full game was the for nine. Slow. Oh yeah. Continues to be my favorite part of the game. Oh, sure. The, um, yeah, there was a, I wanted to go through the characters of the first game, just the main ones, and then we can get into like the offshoot ones later. But, um, yeah, there was, there was Wario. There's a Jimmy T, the, uh, the, disco you know, the, the clubbing disco fro dude, which yeah. his, some of his, uh, he, uh, he started off as being a sports guy in the first one, right? Where most of his games were sports based, I think, in the first Wario game. Yeah, the games that were like, they were based around specific the things. characters. They were, but they didn't necessarily make sense. <laughs> yeah, because I remember he had like the yeah, he had the sports themed stuff in the first game, which yeah. from there it's changed. And I think in some of the ones, well, in Touched, like he was like the remix. He was the one that was all the had all the different games in it as well. Yeah, it, he was like, like that in a Twisted as well. Yeah, when it, I think that's what he ended up being later. But I think he was the sports guy in the original one. There was Mona. I don't remember what her games were exactly, but they all they all had a different feel to them. I like think some Mona's of them, games were either was it cute? Maybe I don't know. But there was a dribbles, dribbling spits. They were the taxi drivers. Yeah, which those guys were interesting. Nine Volt, everyone's favorites. The, the kid with the you know the obsessed Nintendo fan. Yeah. Orbulon, the uh, the alien, which his stuff changed a lot too from game to game. Right, he was originally IQ. Right, he was like his challenges were longer than three seconds and they were more like you were saying earlier like trivia based or oh yeah probably i think so well there was dr Krygor also was his was his stuff oh like maybe that's who i'm thinking of maybe I'm yeah, yeah i don't remember I don't, I don't remember what exactly they did i didn't make a note of that maybe i should have but uh, i would just wanted to just put the names of what they were because dr Krygor was the guy who had like the cylon eye uh-huh. had, like the one eye and then the thing and then and then there were the ninja twins the ninja twins cat and anna katana cat and which i thought was funny but, um, I think they were tap A, if I remember correctly. Probably, yeah. The, yeah, each one had like a different had a different thing that you did. Like one used A, and another one was dodging or whatever. 
But uh, but yeah, it was interesting how they all split them up. And then they all later on they had like you know they they had like the the devil girl and like eighteen volt and a whole bunch of other things. I found out I didn't know this, but uh, you know those little like those little SpongeBob looking guys, like the little yellow square cubed guys that are in the game. Those yeah. are called fronks. <laughs> I just I just found that today from a. Uh, from uh, researching it, and I guess they have a whole family of like blue frank and red frank or whatever. But um, but yeah, and uh, Jimmy T, like his whole family was brought into the uh, WarioWare Touched one. I remember yeah. that, like Mama T, and and then he has a he he also has a doppelganger named Jimmy P, which they got into later. But yeah, it's the the um, and I like how they all made different noises. Like Jimmy was like yeah yeah, like when you play it, and <laughs> where I was like Wah. I haven't looked. Uh, I haven't looked for any soundtracks of those yet, but I'm sure I'll be able to find them. But hopefully, I can find like some of those sound effects. You know, stuff it's to always put uh, in the episode. In my experience, it's always Mona that has the best music. She's my favorite as far as music goes. Well, yeah, she has like songs, or she did like she had like actual you know Japanese style songs with lyrics and all that. So and she's incredible. the was she she was still a pizza delivery person, right? Because <laughs> she also had a band in one of them. Yeah, she had a band in Touched, but she also was a pizza delivery person and like had to leave her show to deliver the pizzas or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah. But but it's in Twisted that she's got her I don't know. That's my favorite of them anyway, so I'm always going to mention that one. That's oh, the one that has the, the Mona's pizza song. I love it where she's oh, fighting sure. pizza dinosaur. Yeah. No, Twisted, yeah, Twisted is really really good. Which you haven't um Let's see where that one is in the. Uh, we haven't quite got to that one yet, but we talked about we talked about the GameCube one. The GameCube one came after the 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 Game Boy Advance one. Is like was mostly multiplayer centered with kind of the same games. Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought Twisted came out before WarioWare Touch, but I guess WarioWare Touch came out before Twisted. WarioWare I think it Touched did in was, Japan, but I think we got touched before we got Twisted. Yeah, that's what I. Well, it <laughs> <laughs> sounds kind of you know yeah, but uh, yeah, was it um. I thought we got twisted before touched. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what it was because I got twisted later. I feel like I. Got I think twisted. twisted came out a lot later. Um, yeah. In the U.S., and maybe they. I think maybe they weren't completely sure they wanted to release it because it, it was never released in Europe. So it oh, might have yeah. just been like they wanted to see how well if they were going to invest the extra money in the uh, the proprietary cartridge for that. Oh sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it came out after the DS released as well. Well, here, but so it was kind of like, yeah, you know, oh yeah, and the um, yeah, let's just uh, well, yeah. So one thing I thought we should mention about uh, the first WarioWare before we completely move on is that the uh, in addition to you know getting to play through all the mini games however you want to try to get better scores, you can just play them over and over again. But uh, there's also like full games that you unlock within the game that are in their own way. Like and I think in Wario. The first Wario was the, uh, what was it called? Well, you were the, the bird that had the, the big tongue, and you were licking the... Uh, <laughs> oh, Pioro. Pi- yeah, Pioro. Yeah, Pioro yeah, yeah. yeah, is in everything. Like, he's in every game. Like, there's a, there's always a version of Pioro, or Pioro, how you pronounce him. He's he's in, like, every Wario. Uh, when you get to the end, you unlock the game with the bird with the bird and the tongue. Even, even like, Game and, even Game and Wario has it. I, I was playing it earlier before we started podcasting. But yeah, yeah, Pioros and and all of them, and there and some of them ended up becoming like uh, DSiWare games. Like I know, like the Paper Airplane one did, I think, and there's a Pioro Pioro one also. But yeah, I liked I liked that. Like I liked how you could unlock like a there was like a regular game based around certain parts of it, and you could you could unlock like little like little toys and stuff too with the later games. Like in Touched, there was like um you know like toys you could play with, or you could dial phones, or you know I think Twisted did too. Like had stuff you could shake or move or whatever. 
Like there was just exactly, that. and that's the kind of you know, as far as games with that have a lot of things to collect to fully complete the game. Like this was a great, exa- this is a great example of like you want to collect these things because they're interesting things. Like even if it's just like a fan that you shake around and you see a picture or whatever, it's still a thing. Like yeah, you know, it's it, it's it's extra content that you're unlocking. You're not just picking up coins. Or oh sure, yeah, that's a. I mean, that's what's really, and that's what that what what really works for these games is like a. There's so many little games that it's like if one doesn't really work for you, you just go on to the next one and it's only like a few seconds away. You know, it's kind of like so quick that, you know, that there's there's going to be enough for somebody to enjoy out of all those games. And I, as when I was playing like Game & Wario, I played earlier, which when I, I only played it a couple times because it was such a disappointment because I expected it to be more like the other Wario games. But as I was playing through it, like it has the same sort of thing where there's like little stuff that you could play with, like little toys. And I got a toy that was basically like... Um, it's basically like a miniature house, and the house is like the gamepad, and on the TV is like the is like the point of view of the of the little animated guy that lives in the house. So you can see like my face through the through the box and all that as I shake it around. So I thought that was really cool, like just for you know as an example of of those toys that are in there. Oh right, so it was using the technology of the gamepad to make it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, like just yeah, same sort of thing, like what we were talking about for. Um, for yeah, Game Boy Advance and for the other ones. So WarioWare Touch came on. Let's just let's just uh, talk on WarioWare Touch for a minute, and then we'll get into Twisted for longer because Twisted is one of the best ones. I think Twisted and Smooth Moves are probably my favorite ones out of all of them of the of the games. Yeah, let's talk about Touch, which you can get if you play Me Tomo. You can earn enough coins to get it for free on your 3ds. Yeah, you can get. Well, I think we mentioned in the Me Tomo one, but. Yeah, you can get touched now for, you can get a digital version of it, which is only available through the Nintendo account, which is pretty cool. You get it for free just from, uh, accumulating points through, um, Miitomo or signing on to Miiverse or whatever, whatever other stuff they sign to Miiverse, change your clothes, like whatever, whatever you do to, to get more Nintendo points. So, and I mean, I've been exploiting that. I've opened, I've unlocked both of the games that you can through my Nintendo. So I'm looking forward to the, to what, whatever's next if they're going to keep doing that i'm gonna i'm gonna make a point to try to earn all those games and i think that's working for both of us me and nintendo because i'm using their app like they want me to totally yeah i'm pretty close to getting the um to getting the zelda getting the zelda pick cross thing so i think i was like last time i checked i was like a couple hundred or a hundred something i don't know but uh but yeah it's cool that you can get you can get wireware touch for that for free play through it again i mean I, th- I thought it was fun for what it was when it came out but it doesn't it doesn't really compare to uh Worry, we're twisted, but the the interface. I think I think you were saying before the interface is kind of weird on it a little bit. Where the way it starts, yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of I don't I didn't like the in between cutscenes as much. Like they kind of seem like they drag on a lot sometimes. Oh sure, yeah, they do kind of go. You do want to kind of skip through some of them. Like I got like when I I I downloaded that first, obviously instead of the um, Picross one, but. I played through most of the game, and I yeah, it, and I had fun with it. Like at just one sitting, I just kind of sat through and just played through the regular things, you know, just to the point of getting to the next thing. And some worked better than others. the uh, The character Mike, the the robot Mike, that became like the you know that was like the group of games that I never played ever <laughs> on that you know, the one where you have to like blow at it or yell at it or whatever. Oh right, I didn't get to that point yet. So I just yeah, those, got the scheme yesterday i think but i i just got to the point where i've i think i can play cat nana and like two other levels like there's three new levels like yeah warrior warrior were touched it's uh was like i felt like it was kind of um i mean it was it was like a, a couple months into like the 
the release window of DS, so I remember getting it just because I didn't have a whole lot of stuff to play on DS. So that's why I got a lot, had a lot of fun with it at the time. But coming back to it, yeah, it's not as good as, as Twisted. But there's some interesting ideas in there. My, my favorite, my favorite game was the one where you, uh, use all the toilet paper with the, uh, <laughs> with the stylus. We just go through it and it says save the trees. I always got a kick out of that one and it was fun to play. Yeah, you really have, like, in the later ones, you have to, Pull down a lot of toilet. And I thought, and I enjoyed like the whole idea of, uh, I felt like it was one of the better ways that used both the screens at the time. You know, where you had to look at both of them, like for most of it. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, the bosses in WarioWare Touch were interesting. There's one where you rubbed the rainbow and it went into a bucket that became alive and started walking around. There's also, all the games have always had this, um, have always had this obsession with noses and putting fingers in noses. And there was a part in the, in the touched one as well where you enter a nose. And go find a, and it's like a really long corridor. And at the end, you find this treasure, and you have to tr- trim a lot of nose hairs on the way there. And there's like, a, I think, I think it sneezes, and you have to run away from the snot in the end of it. Wow. Yeah, it's bizarre. They just keep adding more complexity to the nose care. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you have to. I forget which one it is, but there's one where you have to fight fight a giant nose that comes at you. It might be the. Um, I think it's the. Uh, I think it's. I think it's in the Wii one, but I think there's some nose stuff in the Game and Wario one as well. But Twisted and, has a nose boss. Yeah, well, they're in all of them. There was actually that article that we read the, uh, with the R and D one team. They asked them about what the whole thing was with the noses, and they kind of avoided that question. <laughs> they just, <laughs> you know, all they Maybe said that what, was one of the. Uh, they were saying they were getting post-it notes. They didn't know who they were from. Maybe there was someone with a nose finish. Oh sure, just happened to submit <laughs> all these amazing ideas anonymous. <laughs> and they ended in all of them. Yeah, well, there's that was another like cool intro that I really liked on the GameCube one, whereas where it like had all the noses. There's like ten noses across the screen, and then all of a sudden all these fingers go into it, and that was like this is just the beginning of it. And it just goes, they go in there and it, like makes a bell noise or whatever, and the noses shake. It goes like more more crazy, interesting stuff. So yeah, WarioWare Touched had some had some interesting bosses, but the most probably the most interesting one was WarioWare Twisted, which came out uh, May twenty third of of two thousand and five, which it came out in like October of of Japan and in Japan. You were saying that they thought that maybe they wouldn't release it here, or you had read something that I think so. I I mean, I guess I'm kind of just surmising that because I I feel like if I remember correctly, the the game was delayed a lot, or maybe not even delayed, but it was. Whatever game journalist sites I was reading at the time, they were talking about it may not even be released. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I, I I remember reading a lot about it before it came out, and it was after the DS. So that's why, in some ways, it was compelling, and in other ways, it was not compelling because it was for an older system. Yeah, it was post DS, but it was a uh, but it was pre Wii, right? I know it used the same technology. It was pre used in the Wii remotes, but um, yep. but it was pre. Like even yeah, the interview that I read, they mentioned that it was the same. That they that they saw people that people were working with it for the system and they're like well we should use that for for wireware, which is funny because they did they did that with with the technology and then they did smooth moves also with the same technology, which I guess was like a you know a sequel or like adding more to that to that type of thing. But yeah, wireware twisted was crazy. Like I I, I felt like those games were probably some of the most creative ones that were on there. Like like I remember the. Can you can you hear can you hear the thunder over there? Just out of curiosity, can you hear that? Yeah, I just heard some thunder. I thought that was somebody dropped a chair. Oh no! Like yeah, no this 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 is crazy uh, rainstorm coming on right now, and that and that lightning just sounded like it was like two feet away from my apartment. It's ridiculous. We had some crazy storms here today. Yeah, 
I was wondering if it's getting recorded or not. I, th- I think it is. That last crash was. Yeah, that was some shit. I should have said something like epic to it or something. Like WarioWare Twisted. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that, that WarioWare Twisted I thought was uh, was probably had some of the most genius ideas to it. Just thinking offhand, like there was one where a giant like Koopa type thing like walks through and destroys buildings. I remember that. Like kind of a kind of a uh, Godzilla type monster. Oh yeah, it just says like crush five, and you have to run through like houses. Yeah, that one was one of my favorite ones, and and like the one where they, you shave. Like I remember moving it back and forth and shaving with it. I really love, uh, even though it doesn't use the uh, the uh, tilt functionality, it's so hilarious. There's one where it's like two lovers running towards each other, and it's, it just says "Don't trip." And there's like rocks, <laughs> and they're running to like embrace each other, but like there's rocks in the way. Oh, but do you, what do you what do you do? You don't actually move it. You just hit A to jump over. Oh, there's a yeah. lot of yeah. There's a lot of uh, so that was one one thing that was great about this. They didn't strictly make they didn't strictly have to use the technology. It still had the tap. tap oh sure, tap based games. Yeah, and they tried to and they tried to like mess you up a little bit too, where it'd be like this one don't move. Like didn't it have some don't move ones? Yeah, the don't there? move yeah. ones there. Are yeah. Kind of awesome. Yeah, that's the one where you just where you just lay the system down if you want to like, you know, get get these certain amount because you know you can you get like a gold for whatever, you know, if you play it like forty times or whatever. For that one, you just lay it down and just let it go, and it could be for like a hundred, like for the when you play through the single game. Yeah. What I was going to mention, uh, what WarioWare Twisted made me think of when it came out was a uh, Tur- Kirby Tilt and Tumble. You remember that? That was pre WarioWare Twisted, right? That was on Game Boy Color. Yeah, that was a Game Boy Color game. I remember. I remember that. It I never... had its own tilty thing going on, and like you could like flip it, and it would cause him to jump. Yeah, I never played that game, but I heard it was supposed to be good, right? The Kirby Tilt and Tumble. I think we talked about that one, like when we. Used I to played hang a little bit of it. it. Yeah, I played a little bit of it. I actually bought it for my little sister a long time ago. She's she's all grown up now, but she was still. I think she was like in junior high when I bought it for. Her. Oh sure. She had a, she had a Game Boy Color, you know. It was like way past when the Game Boy Advance and stuff was out. But she had recently acquired a Game Boy Color, maybe got passed down to her. So I was like, "Well, this is an awesome game." I've heard, so I bought it for her, like a used copy for Christmas or something. Oh yeah, totally. And I played a little bit of it. And it was pretty fun. That's cool. There was also didn't the WarioWare Twisted. Uh... The technology didn't also go on to Yoshi Topsy Turvy. Wasn't that post uh, WarioWare Twisted? Topsy Turvy, but that was uh, that was the DS, and you had to plug something into the cartridge port, right? Was it? I don't know. I never played Topsy Turvy. I think you had to like plug something like a tilt sensor into the. Oh, I thought cartridge I thought, it, I thought it was another Game Boy Advance. Didn't uh, King of Swing use it too? The the, the Game Boy Advance one. The no, Donkey King Kong of Swing one? just used the R and L buttons. Oh, okay. Like you use the R and L buttons, like because they've released it on Virtual Console on the Wii U. You can play it on there, and it's all just R and L. Yeah, I really wish they would. It'd be really cool if they would release uh, WarioWare Twisted on Virtual Console, because then you could That'd play. You cool. could actually play it with the Wii with the Wii uh, with the Wii U. The Yoshi Topsy Turvy was a Game Boy Advance game. Oh, okay. So it did have. So it did have the same. It did have the same thing that uh that uh WarioWare Twisted had. Okay. Well, I never played. That. Yeah, I didn't play it either, but I remember I remember hearing about it. I think it came out came out after the fact. I wonder if that's an expensive game to get a hold of. 
I don't know. We'll have to look into it. Yeah, I remember there was a rumble in it too. Like you kind of, you could kind of feel the little weight moving around in the. Uh, oh, it has force feedback. Oh yeah, is that what that is? Yeah, it's actual like it. It's a clicky sensation that lets you be more like precise with your movements because it, it's giving you feedback as you move it. Like it's a very. Yeah, it seemed to work really well. I know, like uh, I know, like the um, calibration gets like reset at the beginning of every game. Yeah. So that's kind of like why you why it like works so well, you know, and you don't have to worry about it being one way or another. It was quite a bit of technology crammed into the cartridge, and it's still a you know a, a retail price Game Boy Advance game. I think it was a great deal. Oh yeah, it was it was super cool. Like I I really liked it. Like I played the crap out of it. I actually remember playing mine on the DS because I had just gotten the DS. So I played I played it mostly on my DS. The um even though even though the even though the package said not to do it, I played it. I played it on the Game Boy Player as well. With the GameCube, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> for the ones you're that actually you, like moving the GameCube around while you're playing. Oh yeah, it was fun to do like that. I mean, for the ones you actually could do, you know, the ones that don't involve like button presses or anything like that, because you would have to, you would have to hold the GameCube controller also and do it. I like but I did do the ones where you just moved it with the game with the GameCube for the Game Boy Player, and that was really fun. I th- I In my head, fun. I just see you like having like a bunch of tape wrapped around it with control <laughs> tape the controller to the top and just yeah you could do it that way and just play it with a giant with this giant cube that's the only but way to play it man feedback it's, it's the only way you the only way you can play the game dude it's with the, it's with the controller tape to it that's the way cool people played it totally what was <laughs> i mean what i mean what were more of the, the one of the more of the levels that were on there like what was the it's been a while since i played twisted like what was the setup between the characters like i know in like touch they all like go to the same place right you meet different people and they go to that bakery that yeah, the wire was going to you're all meeting at a the club. Everybody's going to the club for uh, Jimmy T's club. Yeah, Club Sugar, right? Is club what it's Sugar, called. Yeah, yeah. Sugar. So everyone's going to Club Sugar, and uh, so you get a little cutscene after you beat each level, where like the character goes to Club Sugar, and they're all hanging out together. And you see them all dancing on the dance floor together. Do you use uh Do you use the rumble tilt thing like to cl- to select like scenarios or to collect oh, characters? Yeah. Is that like how, like, I don't remember how the interface is, like, for the menu. The interface is awesome. It's really, really streamlined. Um, Essentially, you just have, like, it's kind of like a half wheel. A lot of the way the game works is, like, since you're tilting it, it's moving along, like, imagine the hand of a clock moving. Oh, sure. It's kind of like sort of how you're selecting different things, and then you open up a sub-menu for each of the four categories, and then there's, like... You know the games within it. So you've got spin decks, which is your index of all the games. Oh, Click yeah, that, yeah. and then you go to the characters. And you can play all the games. You've got the souvenirs, which is all your extras, and then there's a bunch of subcategories in there. So it's all it's all like you know it's like opening folders that have subcategories within them, and it's oh, nice. super streamlined. Sweet. Yeah, I really wish. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. Like, I it's still like it's one of those things. Like, there's like. When I can't find anything, I'm like, oh, it must be wherever WarioWare Twisted is. That's what I say. That there's a there's a dimension where WarioWare Twisted and like my hoodie that I lost and like some other thing. Like I couldn't find my <laughs> I couldn't find my GameCube USB adapter, and I'm like, it must be WarioWare Twisted. But then I did find it. But um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that game that game was a lot of fun. Um, I wish I could find I I I I don't want to have to buy it again, but I might have to. I don't know, just to play it again. But I remember like enjoying the crap out of it every time I played it. So just because it was a very very cool game, everything seems to work you know the best with it. Except the, the extra th- the extra content is staggering how much there is. Yeah, there's a lot of shit on it. There's uh, I was just looking at it for the podcast. It's there's like I think 21 slots just for game like games. So whenever you beat a level. Uh, 
at some like pre-established amount of mini games you beat, you get a souvenir, and it's like it shows up as a gumball machine, and you like twist the Game Boy to twist the crank in the gumball machine, and then it spits out a random souvenir, which it can be like an instrument, or it can be like uh, it's a lot, there's several different categories. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. Isn't there... like uh, it can just be a weird thing that doesn't make any sense, like. There's a bunch of things that are just like a cheese grater and you're grating up like a car or like a carrot. Oh, sure. The powder. And then there's like these fans that you move around and they show an image. Like they're kind of like the traditional paper fans. Oh, yeah. I remember the paper fans. I remember those were on there. And then there's like light ones too that have something. And then you've got like the soundtrack is essentially depicted as records on a, vi- a table. So you can kind of like scratch it by shaking the Game Boy while it's playing. So that's oh, nice. really cool. There's like a music box. There's so much stuff. There's like a lot of instruments. So you could actually like make music if you if you really put your mind to it. You could- yeah, I remember there being a guitar thing, right? Where you could move it and play different chords, like depending yeah. on what the, what the position is. There's some drum machine stuff that's pretty cool. Like you could actually make a beat if you wanted to with with it. If you just recorded from the headphone jack, if, like I said, if you really set your mind to it, you could make a song. Yeah, I think there's some. Yeah, the there's probably some DJs out there that I know there are some that use like Game Boy Advances and stuff like that for for whatever. At one point there was, I don't know, I'm sure there still are. But the mini games show up as a Game Boy Advance cartridges, like as their icon. Oh, those nice. are, those by themselves are a lot of fun. There's a whole lot of air hockey games. Oh sure, I th- yeah. I seem it seems like that. It sounds like something that would be on the touch, too. I remember when the DS came out, a lot of games had air hockey on it. Like, I remember I bought a poker game that had air hockey on it for whatever reason, just because it's like, hey, you can do it now. Yeah, the touch well, there's, screen, several, but... yeah there's several different um, versions of air hockey that all show up as different Game Boy cartridges. So. Oh, yeah. That's cool at all. But, yeah, there's there's just a lot of cool games. And I remember, like, some of them are a lot of fun. Like, uh, there's one called, I think it's just called Ski or Ski Jump or something like that. And you have to oh, tilt okay, it yeah. move towards yeah. the towards the incline and then a little meter shows up and then you tap a to to uh, the angle of your trajectory as you come off the ramp and then you can kind of tilt the game boy as the guy's moving through the air so it's kind of like those canon games that are that were like all the rage it's kind of like ski free sort of right do you remember ski free for it wasn't uh, like for the computer no, it wasn't but ski free well, don't you like go down a hill and you have to move around stuff i mean no, i mean like just, that it's just a jump oh okay you just jump off a platform and then you try to get as far as you can. So even think about like uh, kind of like the the mechanics of in Smash Brothers when you hit the sandbag and try to get it as far as you. Oh, can. okay, yeah. So that's what you're doing with your character, just trying to get like the furthest. So it's a it's quick rapid fire thing. It saves your high score. I played that game for like 20 minutes the other day, just that little mini game. <laughs> it's sure. fun, like to try to like figure out you know what angle to come off the ramp and then how to tilt the characters as moving through the air. And so that's just one of the 20 plus extra like full games you can unlock. Sure. It, it's just packed full. Cuz in the uh, the only reason I thought of the ski free thing is because there is a thing in Wario Touch WarioWare Touch that's kind of like that where you like connect the the line to the through like the gate and you the skier goes down the hill. And there's oh, okay. there, there's a version of that that's tilt based in Game and Wario also, like where you're like going down a hill and you tilt back and forth. That's why I thought maybe it was like that. There's a game where you're uh, you like throw a boomerang and the arms kind of twisting on the elbow and you have to catch the boomerang and the boomerang is like flying and catch catching treasures and you have to get as many points as you can that way. That game's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, totally. There's some two player games I think where you use the R and L button or, or maybe that was on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance had that. That's one thing that was really cool about playing a Game Boy Advance one on the Game Boy Player was that you could play, you could play those games with two controllers, like instead of holding both holding the Game Boy. So I thought they made made them a little bit more playable. 
you know, because all the because all the controllers worked as as a uh, player one on uh on the Game Boy on the Game Boy Player, so you could do that. There's a mini game where you're just you're sleeping and you're tapping A to have these sheep jump over a fence, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fun too because you know it's like a green background and the sheep are running up to the, the fence and they're jumping over it for a while. They're just like predictably moving, but then they start to slow down or they'll back up sure. and then they'll like then they turn green and they're harder to see and then they get smaller and they move quicker. So that was a, that's a fun game to play over and over again just to try to get a high score. So it's all like high score based stuff. Well, that's how the that's how the series was in itself, I guess. It's all based around score. Like you there was a full with. version of uh, Doctor Mario in the first one. I don't think we mentioned that. Gate. It was called a uh, Doctor Wario. But it Is was, there? Yeah, oh, yeah. I guess there was in the first. It's been a long time since I played the first one. There's so much extra content in these games. That's why yeah. these games are one of the many reasons these games are incredible. Oh yeah, totally. Well, let's uh, can we move on to smooth moves? I guess. <laughs> Warrior Word Twisted is a great one, but Smooth Smooth Moves was one of my like all time favorite multiplayer games for the Wii, and it came out. It came out at a time I think I mentioned it before. It came out at a time where there were no there were no uh, controllers available, and they made a lot of stuff based on swapping the controller, which was awesome. And it's still like the best way to play like a dart game on Wii. But um, yeah, there was like a thirteen player thing that I actually played at a party with for, with thirteen people. Like we even did a pool for it, and whoever won, like whoever won, like got like fifteen bucks or thirteen bucks, however much money we put in. But uh, yeah, that game was so much fun. Like it, um, it 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 brought in this whole new thing about holding the controller in different ways, and it yeah. would and and it would explain it like sort of like uh, what was the? It's like that old skit from Saturday Night Live, but the Jack Handy or whatever, the Deep Thoughts or whatever. It, it kind of reminded me of that, like with the oh, voice. Right. Yeah. Well, because it was the. Uh... It was something baton, like they'd call the Wii remote. Like it was a within the game, it was like this mystical item. Oh yeah, the yeah, Wario White finds it in a cave or something. So it's like the mystical baton, or it has a name, but uh, yeah, it, it depicts like and that you must sometimes use the baton this way, and it would have some sort of semi-philosophic description of how it worked. Oh sure, like I remember there was one that like that was like it was like you hold them like, you hold your hands at your side. And it was like called the big cheese or something like that, and it, and it talks about how you hold it there and think about all the people's backs that you've broken to get to where you're at, like stuff like that, like all the all the all the people you've stepped over to get to the top of. Like it had these like this like funny humor in it, you know, like that. The big cheese with the form baton at your hip, force your chest and hips forward. This dance honors the CEO. Unsung hero standing proud on the backs of his employees. I remember that type of thing. And like Mortar and Pestle was one of them. And then and continue on with the nose obsession. There's one where you hold where you held the uh, Wiimote on your nose and would do and would move your head around for different things. And I think a lot of that, you know, it was it was the Wii remote. So a lot yeah, of was... games kind of gave you the impression they were detecting more than they really were. I'm sure oh, well, you didn't sure. have to do things the way it said, but it was a lot more fun. He didn't have to necessarily, but yeah, but it was, but it was more fun if you did it that way. And like I, mean, I remember the one. If everybody was acting silly, you know, then you're in the company of a bunch of silly people and you're having a good time. Yeah, I had it. Like I said, I had I had a ton of fun with that, and I feel like it was like you know it was like take what they did with WarioWare Twisted, the same technology, and just doing it again, you know, like on a bigger scale is kind of what it felt like, and with a lot more multiplayer stuff added to it. Because I remember, I remember you had to you had to beat the whole game to get to the multiplayer stuff, which I thought was annoying, but whatever, it doesn't take that long, but. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was so much fun. There was there there was like one I mentioned it before. There was one game in particular 
where where it has like these four Wario's wearing like these jumpsuits, and one of them is supposed to be you, and you mimic like what they do, and it's like a boss level. And there's a part that's involved that involves you smacking your ass with the Wii remote. I think it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's just like this whole like uh, it's supposed to be like this um you know like this exercise type thing or whatever I don't know some sort of weird seventies disco dancing onesie thing where you slap your ass with the Wii remote. It's just. Yeah. Not what I expected from a game, and I absolutely loved it. Like, it's the same sort of thing. Like, lots of unlockables, like, lots of really crazy... There's even, like, there's even like a game... There's even, like, a sound game in there. There's, like, a sound person game and, like, a camera person game. Like, there's a game where you have to frame people, like, like you're a cameraman, where you have to, like, actually keep people in the frame. And there's an audio game also where you have to keep people on access. I had never heard of that ever in a video game. Like, where you have, oh, to, keep the mic- we have to keep the microphone in front of the person so you get, like, the right levels. I thought that was insane. I was like, wow, that's, that's so cool. I felt like they just, yeah. There's like one where like, uh, there's, there's one where an alarm clock goes off and you, and you like turn it off. And uh, I like the way the speaker worked too. Like there was one where you'd like put the controller down and like lift it at certain times. And one was answering a phone uh-huh. and you had to actually like hit the A button for the phone to come on. But if you listen to it, it would talk to you through the controller. Like it would say like, hello or what's up or like, you know, woo ha or whatever. <laughs> when you pick it, was, it was just a lot of fun. They would just, they would just make weird noises on there. And yeah, it was cool. There was a, the part where you held the note, held the controller on your nose. That was where you fought. You also, you fought a giant nose with your nose as one, <laughs> as one of the boss battles. And the, um, I have to mention the nine volt levels were incredible. Were like to work were like my favorite things ever, which they are in every game. But this one had like had like Wind Waker stuff in it. You know, it had like actual like three D graphics and like full on you know full on like high poly. Like it had a part where like you floated around as like Toon Link. There's a part where you pull the sword out, and there's like it. There's like one where you pull it out as Link and you turn into like old old Link instead of like from kid to adult Link. And there was a and there was a Star Fox level in there too, where you controlled it with the um, Wii Mote, and that's what I always thought should have been a Wii Star Fox game, which I guess it wasn't because we later got Star Fox Zero from there. But I don't <laughs> now, <know. laughs> am I correct in remembering this was the one that had Virtual Boy games in it? I think uh, I think Virtual Boy games were in the first one. We're in, War- really? we're in the Game Boy Advance one, yeah. Wow. The one where the one, right? The one where you, because uh, Mario Cla- right. Mario Clash was in there, because you'd hit the yeah. button to line up the the shell with the with the Koopa or whatever, right? Where you I throw the shell right. at him, yeah. But that's the only one I can think of offhand that has a Virtual Boy thing in it. But yeah, there, I don't know. There might have been some of the Wii one. I don't think so though. I feel like a lot of it was trying to do more like 3D stuff. That they I kind of want to get the done. Wii one. I'm remembering it fondly now. The Wii one's great. Like I think the I think Twisted and we and, and Smooth Moves are the best ones, hands down. I mean, the original one should be in there somewhat, just because it's because of its uh, creativity. Just let but, it be number three. That's fine. But Smooth Moves, and you could put you could lump GameCube one and the Game Boy Advance one in there, just because the multiplayer is so much fun. But I mean, yeah, just but like I, a lot of people like Mario three better than the first Mario. Like, but without yeah, the sure. first Mario, there wouldn't have been. Sure, but yeah, but I I highly I I like rate smooth moves super high. Like I I love the shit out of that game. I could play it right now and still have as much fun with it. And it was really fun. It had some really really cool really cool levels in it, and I've, and it looked it looked great too. Oh, and, and the intros for the levels were amazing. Like the that didn't feel like like that one. There's one where Jimmy T goes to the club and he runs into that like group of cats. Or no, he uh, it's raining and he helps a cat out by giving him an umbrella, and then he ends up getting this posse of cats. That dance with him on the way to the club, and they go to the club and dance the night away with him and these cats. It was amazing. Like, I absolutely loved it. Like, I love the little cutscenes on it. There's a lot of cats in these games, by the way. Yeah, and then there's the reverse version with James P, where he finds a dog, and there's the other version with dogs. But yeah, it's just it's just like the crazy stuff that happened. It was amazing. 
And that was the beginning of a young cricket. He was a new character. There's a part where he's trying to find the, uh, he's trying to get the dumplings and he has to jump over the people in line or whatever. <laughs> it's hard to go through all of the different, I think, uh, I think 18, well, 18 volt came out and came out and touched, but he was in twisted. Yeah. Also. Yeah. But he was, yeah, well, he was in touched was first. Uh. Well, I, he, he was first for me in touch cause that was the first one I played and that was the first one that came out here, but, but yeah, but yeah, they, there's, yeah. Smooth moves was super, super cool. I, I totally recommend it and it was a lot of fun. I like how, um, uh, the way they introduce 18 volt in a twisted, he's the new kid in, in the class at the elementary school or wherever, where uh, nine volt goes. They're like, Hey, we have a new student. This is 18 volt. And uh, they're like, do you have any, do you have anything you want to say or whatever? And he's like, listen to this. And he starts playing his boom box that he's holding up on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he starts hanging out with nine volt, nine volt makes the best friend. And it's similar to the, uh, what you're saying about the Pokemon commercial earlier. They, they bond over their love of oh, video games. Yeah, retro totally. games. They probably have a podcast by now, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they, there's also five volt is, uh, is nine volts mom, which I just figured that out today. I didn't know that. The, the I lady, didn't know that either. yeah, she's, she made an appearance in smash brothers in the, in the warrior level, but, uh, let's, uh, let's just power through like the last three here. Cause we're getting, we're getting close to like two hours here, but, um, there was, I, I never played, I never played WarioWare snapped. That was a, that was a photo based game that came out for, um, DSI, DSI wear in, uh, April 5th of 2009. I, I was oh, wondering, I, I wonder, I, I was wondering how, how, I was wondering how cheap it was. I might, I might try to get it and play around with it. Cause I'm sure it's still available in the eShop, but, um, yeah. DIY, the DIY game, I ended up buying for one of my nieces, but I never actually played it. But um, it looked like it'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like another version of Mario Paint slash Mario Maker, you know, those type of games. I guess it's, it was it's, the, uh, it's more complex than those. It's not as... I mean, it's yeah. fairly user-friendly. They, they try to teach you, but it's very... It's complicated. It gets complicated really fast. Yeah, I could imagine it being complicated because there's there is there some sort of animation in there as well, like to it's, a point. It's like, all you of have it. To draw like in your, in yeah. your establishing events and all the stuff that's real, like video game programming stuff. That uh, yeah, that, and it kind of explains it to you. But it's it, it ultimately it's a it is like you said it is like a, a sandbox game and not so much a game you can play through and just do whatever. You know, you can't just. I don't think you can just sit down and play through it. I think you have to make games as you go. Oh sure, yeah. I haven't. I haven't actually played it, but I. Yeah, I can imagine it being pretty complicated. And with the uh, and with the DS internet shut down now, you can't really share anymore. So that kind of takes a lot of it out of it. Unless they release it on Virtual Console, I don't know. How. Well, the internet still wouldn't work though. That's what sucks. It sucks that they. I mean, tangent, but it sucks that they close that down so quickly. You know, because like like the Dragon Quest Nine that I'm trying to play, like I can't experience any of the online stuff for that because online's gone for DS or oh, any like we or we and, and we also you know any like I bought an old Wii game that had online on it. And it's kind of like a Mario Maker game, and I'm like I can't look at other people's levels because there's no internet. But that's oh. a side thing. But yeah, if you got DIY now, you'd be removed of like what would be the most enjoyable part of it. Sharing your yeah, and playing other people's versions too. Like that's what I get a lot of enjoyment out of uh, Mar- Mario Maker for. Then last but not least, the one that kind of put the nail in the coffin of the Mario game of the Wario games was a Game and Wario for Wii U, which uh, was not quite what I expected, but still a strange game in itself. Kind of gone, or the was the way of the quick of the quick uh, the quick games and replaced with more like longer games based around the uh, gamepad, which I thought was kind of strange. The best the best thing on there was um, was nine volts, as as they normally are. The one where you. Um, play where you where it's kind of reenacting what most kids would have done is uh playing video games in bed and hiding the and hiding the system right when your mom looks in looks into your room 
So I thought that was really cool. That was like oh, yeah, my favorite part about the game. Yeah, you basically it's, play yeah. you play WarioWare games, on, and there's new ones that are made specifically for Game and Wario. And you, but you play it on the pad, and on the TV it shows like you in your room. And it shows like the t. It shows like the window and the door, and your mom can look through like the outside window or like through the TV or come in through the door as well. So you have to kind of like play games, but also look around you and make sure that your mom isn't watching you. So I thought Wait, that she was can see you through the TV. Yeah, she comes out of the TV sometimes. Dang, mom, you're like <laughs> yeah. the or some shit. Yeah, she like comes out of the TV, or she opens the door, or she comes through the window. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she I, died I, in a wishing well or something. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, this was this was post Ringu, right? So maybe. Oh, the ring. I'm sorry, I said the grudge. The ring. Yeah, the ring, Ringu. That one was interesting. I don't know. I'd played it earlier today, and I might return to it again, but it wasn't quite as good as the other ones. But and then you know, and then of course we haven't mentioned it, but the uh, the company that made WarioWare, of course, went on to make Rhythm Heaven games, which I absolutely love. So that seems to be yeah. what they're doing right now. And we have another one that it should release sometime soon for 3ds. I can't wait to and play. I did buy a Rhythm Heaven game at the same time I purchased my WarioWare Twisted copy couple of weeks ago yeah it's it's good yeah, that one's really nice. that one's really good well i like i mean there's only like two of them but i like i like both of them so one thing i i also wanted to mention i thought about today backing up a little bit to touched because we're just all over the place here oh sure there's there's a game in it that is exactly like fruit ninja that was a huge the, it like, is? ipad like hit it was pre pre that though yeah it, it was, was pre, pre that uh, fruit, pre, ninja fruit ninja is in WarioWare touched you slice fruit as it flies through the air. Yeah, and it was way before Fruit Ninja. There's, is there a court case in there? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the I mean, Nintendo should it, should sue them. I don't know if they need to, but I mean, I'm it's sure true. if that was going yeah. to happen, it would have happened already. It's true though. Yeah, there's totally a Fruit Ninja in there before Fruit Ninja. But I haven't played the Wii U version. Can you get it on the eShop, or is that one of those games you have to buy a physical release for? I don't know. I don't know if you can. I mean, I bought it. It was like one of the first games I got, just because of my love for WarioWare. Like when I bought the system. But I kind of like it was just wasn't really what I what I thought it would be. So I kind of, you know, it was like it was like, you know, I bought that and Nintendo Land at the same time because I was both like, you know, interested in those games. I ended up playing Nintendo Land more than Game Is of Mario, it a cheaper but, game? Is it like a $30 game? I mean, when I got it, it was. I mean, but oh, I bought okay. it. But I bought it like a few years after it came out or like a year after it came out. Like I bought it for cheap. I think I bought it for like 15, 20 bucks, something like that. But it might be it might be available online for cheaper. I don't know. Like I think they, I, th- I feel like they might have given it away with uh, with Mario Kart when they did that whole thing. I think it might have been an option to give it away to get it for free. I don't know why oh, you okay. would over Pikmin unless you had every other game. I mean, we Wii U Party was an option also to get for free. Just oh like, god, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bought that just to get the free controller out of it, which is basically like a ten dollar game. But I mean, yeah, if it's if it's cheap, I'd recommend checking it out. But there's some interesting stuff in there. I don't know. It's just it's weird. It's just a strange game. But I'm well, I definitely want to grab the Wii version because you can play that on the Wii U with the controllers you already have. Yeah, the Wii the Wii version hundred hundred percent. I'd recommend Game of Wario would just be one you want to get out of curiosity, and if it's not super expensive, you know, I'll look for it at the the retail shop or the resale shops. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where. I mean, I got mine at GameStop for not very much, but you might be able to still find it there. But uh, yeah, I think that was our uh, that was our quick. Uh, quick rundown of the warrior games we could talk we could talk forever but we're at like over we're like over two hours now so we should probably put a pin in it probably but this but, is an amazing series i highly recommend any of the titles we've mentioned i know some are some are like not as good as others but i don't think there's any that are just like glaring stinkers maybe diy just isn't going to be an actual warrior game in the same sense so maybe avoid that one unless you're super into making content sure but 
definitely pick up the the original one is available on the eShop. Start there if you've never played any of them. You can get it for I think it's eight bucks. Is it eight or ten? I don't know. I think it's eight. It's, I think it's lesser. I think it's less than. I think it's the lower cost for the Game Boy Advance games. So you can play it and judge for yourself if you want to play more of them. But Twisted, I mean, I keep coming back to it, but it's just one of the like pinnacle moments of the Game Boy Advance, I think. And you know what happened? The end of it. it was a swan song, but it was another example of like putting technology into cartridges to to expand the life of the interface. And that's why cartridges coming back for the NX could possibly be a good thing. Maybe if if that happens, I hope it does. Though we'll have to. See. I kind of do too. But uh, yeah, WarioWare, WarioWare Game Boy Advance, and WarioWare Twist or WarioWare Touched are available on on Wii U as downloadable stuff. They both are, and you know you can also get WarioWare, WarioWare Touch for free through Nintendo account for ds so a few a couple of them are available to re-get but hopefully twisted and smooth moves become on virtual console because they'd be a lot of fun to play i hope so well uh that's been our episode 24 for you uh go out and get yourself some wireware on these games are amazing oh it's, it's and this is this is trey johnson and jerry mccaskey wow. see you next week wow.